Studios. This, this is After Nine with Scott and Kat. Hey now. Hello, hello. Welcome to After Nine. It is the final week of March. April is almost here, and prices are going up at the end of the week. Everything, Kat. Transit is going up a week from today. On Saturday, the alcohol tax goes up. On Saturday, the carbon tax goes up. There's a lot of things that are going up at the end of the week, so enjoy this week of affordability. Unless that ship has already sailed for you. It already has for me. Did, did you have a good weekend? Uh, I did have a good weekend, yeah. I went. Uh, I was in London this weekend. I hung out with our mutual friend and colleague, uh, Tony, who took me through uh, some stuff, very London-y stuff that we did. And yeah, it was great. Brought the kids, brought the fam. It was good. I was watching a few of the people participate in the Around the Bay Road Race in Hamilton this weekend. Uh-huh. An Ottawa resident ran the 30K in an hour and 37 minutes and 46 seconds. That seems like an unusually fast pace to run 30 kilometers, an hour and a half. It's impressive. Those people are impressive. The 5K event, the person finished it in 15 minutes and 56 seconds. (laughs) Five kilometers in under 16 minutes? I'd need an afternoon. (laughs) I've done those in an afternoon. (laughs) I I don't know how, how you even get that fast. I mean, I drive to the corner store. The thought of running fifth or five kilometers in under 15, was it under 15 minutes? It was 15 minutes and 56 seconds. That seems crazy to me. I don't even know if that's a good time, but it seems very good. So congratulations to well everybody done. who participated. Yeah. I did get the kitchen ceiling re-drywalled. I don't know if you saw the stuff on my Instagram, but that is done. Thank you for the words of encouragement to the people who DM'd me about that. That was great. What did they DM me? Like, good. You actually, good job. I, I did a before picture of here's the big hole. Yeah, I can't, I can't believe it was that big. Actually, is that what most people said? Uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> one person said, I can't believe she let you leave that like that yeah, for a year. That was really nice of her. You're a lucky, lucky man, and and be that as it may, and yes, you're probably right. I, I don't know, do you know how hard it is to get psyched up to do drywall? Cat, I'm going to be cleaning up dust for the next month. It sucks. Mm-hmm. People who do that for a living, I am so in awe of what you can do because anytime I try and do it, it turns into a nitpicky nightmare that I just hate did you so have, much. Did you have to paint too? Like, do you have to paint the whole ceiling because you did that? Well, we're going to try and get away with not painting really? the whole ceiling, but, but I have a feeling I'm going to have to do the whole ceiling. You're going to have to. Just from experience, when we did one part of our kitchen, it looked so... And again, this is nitpicky. This is totally nitpicky. But for me, it looks so off. I'm like, we have to paint the whole thing. So we got painters in to do it. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't look at it anymore. Honestly, certain things, you should just let a pro do it. Yeah. There's certain things that regular people just shouldn't do. Yeah. Like, for example, change your own oil. Good for you if you know how to change your own oil. But it's not practical for people to do it because you, you don't have that skill set and the mess and the parts. It really doesn't do anything for you, let a pro do it. Mm -hmm. When it comes to drywall, sure, you probably could do it yourself. Maybe you even like doing it. But if you don't want to put up with the dust and mess, just fucking hire somebody. It's a lot easier. So much easier. Uh, We've got an update to the sunshine list. We're going to talk about that on this episode of After Mm -hmm. 9. Can't wait to dig in there. Do you want to know what the highest Ontario salary was last year? Yeah. $1,726,068. Hold on. Hold on. Who is that? That is Kenneth Hartwick of Ontario Power Generation. Oh, those power companies. 
what is it about him? Like, what is it about that guy? Is he? And, and I don't ask that being rude to Kenneth, you said? Kenneth? Kenneth. I don't mean to be rude to Kenneth, and I'm not saying that he's not worth it, but something tells me that nobody's worth $1 million a year to run a power corp. Is it because you have a lot of power? Is it education? Is it experience? If this guy wasn't good at what he did, would the whole province blow up? Like, help explain this to me. He knows uh, the right people that can get him a job for $1.7 million. But, I don't know what kind of experience you need to bring to the table to command a salary of $1.7 million, I but mean, that's that, that's our money. I mean, I need to know day-to-day what these people do that make this much money. It's like, oh, take me through your day. And on top of that, I guarantee you, that's like it's probably eight weeks of vacation. Oh, yeah. Great bonuses, too. I bet, and that's the other thing that doesn't even factor into this list are the bonuses. Bonuses. They don't factor in, right? And when you're making that kind of money, you don't really have to be accountable to anyone. You can leave whenever you want. You want to take a day off? Fuck it. Who cares? Yeah, there's probably an incredible amount of perks that come with that $1.7 million salary. We're probably also paying their cell phone and probably got a company car and all sorts of stuff. Wild. Premier Ford's salary last year, $208,974. I actually don't have a problem with that. I think we should probably pay good money for politicians because we want good ones. The current crop, I I don't just mean in Ontario, I mean generally around the world are a bunch of dicks. But generally speaking, if we paid better, maybe we could get more Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that CEO guy at Ontario Power Generation uh, could do anything else other than run OPG for that kind of money. Honestly, this guy's never going to retire. They're going to have to force that guy out of retirement, by the way. Just looking back at the million dollar guy. Like you have to force him out. That's crazy. Dr. Kieran Moore, the chief medical yeah. officer of health. <laughs> that bag of sunshine. $466,057 was his salary. That one, again, he's a doctor. He's a doctor. Doctors make good money. If, if, if he was in private practice, he probably could have made something comparable. But he's got a very easy job now, in my estimation anyway. It's not like he's on the front lines of the emergency room dealing with God knows what coming through the doors. True. I think that as the chief medical officer of a province, you're probably living a fairly laid back lifestyle for almost half a million dollars a year. Uh, just below Dr. Kieran Moore was the chief coroner of Ontario, Dr. Dirk Hoyer made $456,000 last year. Wow, Dr. Dirk, living it up. Auditor General Bonnie Lissick, $391,000 salary. $391,000. Now, again, though, with the Auditor General, let's talk value for money. The Auditor General's job is to point out waste in government funds. And if the Auditor General is good at their job, which I have no reason to think that Bonnie is not, Mm -hmm. then they're saving the taxpayer money. I don't mind paying somebody that kind of money if they're saving the taxpayer's money as well. Totally. I hear you. And some of these things don't seem balanced to me, but uh, but I don't know enough about the roles to really critique it all. But don't you find like some of them, you look at it and you go, really? They should be making more than that. And then others, you're like, oh, there's no way you're worth that much. Like, they just don't seem balanced. These next two are a little questionable. The commissioner of the OPP, Thomas Carrick, $361,000 a year to be the head of the OPP. That's a big payday. You know what, though? Like, for me, that's a position that as long as you're good at it, I assume that he's good at it. um, You need good people. You need someone with the experience and, and that's an important, that's a stressful job. That's a lot of, a lot of stuff. I imagine that that guy does a lot of like paper pushing. He doesn't really, that's not really fun. He doesn't get to deal with like anything fun. 
Really? I feel like you. Okay. I feel like yeah. I feel like you get to hear a lot about negative stuff hmm. and budgets. What about this one? TV Ontario. Everybody's got it. I don't know how many people actually watch it. Yeah. They have a show on there. I think it's called The Agenda. It's with Steve Pakin. Oh. Steve Pakin has been with TV Ontario for as long as I can remember. He's a wonderful man and a great broadcaster. Making $348,000 a year. That's decent. There, there's not a lot of broadcast jobs that pay $350,000 no. a year. And again, is it? don't a lot of people watch it? I, I don't yeah? know. I mean, maybe the answer is yes. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm just, but I'm asking. I'm just asking questions here. <laughs> <laughs> Who's watching it? I'd like to know. Uh, I'll go through and just see if I can find any other good ones that you might want to know about. Uh, again, they published this in the name of disclosure because mm. we, the taxpayers, should have a right to know where some of our money is going and who we're paying with tax money. And that's why they published the Sunshine list. I don't, again, it just... Okay, for, for two things, a couple things on the Sunshine List, because I was I was looking at this, I was curious. I wondered how many people were looking up people they knew that worked for cities and, and, pro- and the province in general. Um, but why is it 100000 still? Ah, great question. Well, 100000 is not a lot of money it's anymore. It's not. It's not. I, 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 I would like to narrow this down by, like, let's at least, I don't know, can we at least do 150 plus or something? Like, 100 it just seems silly. There are so many people on the list that are just at that 100 mark or, or just past it. And maybe it's just so we all know, right? Maybe to make us aware, this is what our mayor is getting paid. Because they might be in that bracket of like 1-0 something, 1-10 something, depending on what city you're talking about, right? So they might be in those areas. So maybe you're curious, and it is important for us all to know, for them to publish it. But why do we have to call it like the sunshine list at 100 plus? It's not really that sunshiny anymore. No. Inflation's high. A hundred. Unfortunately, if the, those people live by themselves, a hundred thousand is it, it, they're probably still budgeting their money. Do you know what I mean? Like that's a lot of that's that's not a lot of money anymore. It was a hundred thousand when the list came out. When was that, Scott? You might know off the top of your head. Decades ago. Anyway, guys, it just seems silly. When when homes were like thirty thousand dollars, that's when the Sunshine List came out. So that made sense. They're not anymore. They're very expensive. They're like a million dollars. So that's all I'm saying is I don't like that we need. I don't think we need to hone in on all these people make a hundred eight thousand, hundred five thousand, whatever it is. Get them out of the equation. I I would like to see how many people make those dollar amounts that you were just talking about. Like, that's interesting to me. You could look it up anytime you want. Just Google Sunshine List and public sector employees. You'll see their salary if it's over 100K. One thing I would point out, though, is the sheer number of people that are making six figures that work for the Ontario government. So there are 20 names per page on the Sunshine List. There's... 13,346 pages. So by my math, just rough calculation, there's more than a quarter million people making Mm -hmm. six figures on a government salary Mm -hmm. this year. I saw some people harping on the teachers on that list. And I I have a problem with that because those teachers worked a long time to get to that amount. Some of them did. Or they became vice principals or principals, right? They're, They're in different roles in the schools. But I saw a lot of people harping on it, like, nah, teachers shouldn't get that much money. But a lot of those people have been doing that job for a long time or have a lot of responsibility doing it. Those are the majority of the things that I saw. People harping on those huge salaries and then wanting to pick on the people making like 105 or something like that. It, we've tried. Come on. Give up on the teachers thing. Come on. Give up on it. Yeah, because leave it alone. the union has got the province in a position where it's easier just to stroke a check than it is to argue or to say, no, it's got to be this, not that. The negotiation process is basically out the window. And this is where we get, especially with people that have been employed for a very long time. Salaries go up. And now 
We've got a lot of people that are making six figures. Although arguably, you need to make six figures to live in Ontario. The cost of everything is so out of control. Six figures really doesn't mean anything anymore. That's middle class now. And the middle class is really, really struggling with all of the pressures that are on them. And the knowledge is important. Don't get me wrong. Like, hey, the knowledge over $100,000, that's great. We should all know that. But maybe don't, maybe do the sunshine list as something separate. Like, hey, every year you can look up 100 plus. However, the sunshine list is is 150 plus, 200 plus. I don't know. Give me that. You know, that's what I think we need to really take a good look at. And again, I'm just, once these people are given these salaries, it's not like they can take it back though. Nope. Which is why I ask those questions like, what does this Kenneth guy do on a day-to-day basis? Why is that salary so high? And I truly mean it. I would love answers. Does, is he literally the one person between the province blowing up or not? Like there's there's no freaking way this guy's worth over a million dollars. Is it just the amount of money that they make? Doesn't that go to show you how much money they make? Like in terms of as a corporation? Yeah. Absolutely. That's that's some scary shit, in my opinion. I don't know why we don't privatize the whole thing. I have no problem with anybody making huge money in a private company. It's just a little different when it's government and tax money. And and you're asking great questions. I just want to know. What do you do all day to earn $1.7 million a year? And I'm truly not trying to criticize. I I, I really would like to know. Like, tell me why you're worth a million dollars a year. What are you doing on a day-to-day? What do you do? What does your day consist of? Explain it. Is it, and maybe it truly is. Hey, no, this guy knows. This is the expertise. This guy has passcodes to something important that we need to, I don't know what the answer is, but tell me there's an answer. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, since we're talking about kind of a theme here, taxpayer money, let's talk a little bit about what happened last week. I have no problem at all with spending money to entertain the president of the United States when he comes to Canada. I do have a problem with them putting out a menu that embarrasses the entire nation. I guess it's starting to bubble up in culinary worlds, but people are starting to notice the menu that was served the night Joe Biden got here. I think it was last Thursday. Mm -hmm. He flew in and he went to Rideau Cottage. That's where Justin Trudeau is temporarily staying because 24 Sussex, the official residence of the prime minister, Trudeau said he wasn't moving into it. He's never for a day lived in it, even though for some reason, even though the prime minister is not living there and the place is supposed to be under renovation, it's still pumping out $3,000 a month hydro bills. Somebody's doing something there. Wow. Somebody's working there and using the hydro, probably using all the amenities and get, they could have a fucking grow up going there. I don't know. Wow. But there's a reason that they're spending that much money on hydro. Something's weird about it. So Trudeau's not there. He's at Rideau Cottage, which is on the grounds of Rideau Hall, where the governor general lives. Trudeau had Biden over. It was him and Sophie, that very, very happy marriage that those two have, entertaining their friends, Joe and Jill Biden. So they come over for dinner, and now we've got the menu. And culinary enthusiasts, chefs, I don't know why we don't just say chefs, they're they're pointing out that the menu is just a little obnoxiously Canadian. Food writer Shresh Das says, what a lame menu. This is embarrassing. White <laughs> bean hummus? Question mark. <laughs> White bean hummus. So hey, here's we- another tweet. Jesus F. If this Canada host Biden dinner menu were served in a restaurant, it would be called a hostage taking. This is some joyless Ernst CanCon shite. On. Can we go through this menu, please? Yes. It's can con shite, as he says. Can con shite. 
Cedar salt and seaweed crusted rare seared East Coast yellowfin tuna. Is this uh, like the appetizer? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yellowfin so, tuna. There's. I mean, that, that doesn't sound wrong. Like I don't. Cedar salt and okay. seaweed crusted rare seared. Okay. East Coast yellowfin tuna. Okay. White bean hummus, cucumber, <laughs> pickled radish, and bitter greens. and flaxseed cracker and lemon parsley emulsion it's so funny to me when you when you say those things i think about like things that you're slapping together like because you got people coming over but you didn't know anyone coming over so you just go through the fridge and start pulling stuff out and think oh i'm gonna make a white bean hummus for dinner tonight well, maybe that's fine when it's just somebody from work dropping by but it was the president of the united states and people are calling him out for serving Flaxseed cracker and lemon parsley emulsion. We've got no Melba, but I've got flaxseed crackers at the very back. Let's pull those out. Well, that was the first course. Then we get to the main course. Alberta beef braised short rib. Sounds delicious. There's nothing wrong with that. I think that's great. Butternut squash puree with Yukon gold potato pave. Mm-hmm. Wildflower honey roasted carrots and fine green beans. Fine green beans. What does that mean? Like super thin ones or something? The ones that are like $9.99 a pound that they sell at the grocery store. Right. Those must be fine. And then a Peely Island Cabernet Sauvignon Jus. Oh. That's fine. I mean, did, there's nothing too crazy there. What did they serve? Are, are drinks on here? I don't want to get ahead of it, but are drinks on there of what they served? I think it was open bar and I think oh, okay. they just had somebody pouring drinks, like gotcha. whatever you wanted. Okay. Dessert. Wild blueberry and Quebec maple mousse cake. <laughs> Damn it. There's Again. the maple. Why do we have to do this with the maple and force it down people's throats? I live here and I don't like maple. <laughs> <laughs> I hate maple. I am cat. I'm a Canadian. I friggin' hate maple. Stop shoving it down people's faces. Well, it gets better. Then there was screech rum caramel and sweet grass meringue. I'm guessing they tried to... Plucked from the garden? (laughs) Plucked from the garden. Sweetgrass. They sent somebody out to Newfoundland to grab a bottle of Screech and tried to reduce it down and make it into a dessert. I don't know if it was good or not, but somebody commented, there's more Screech in me than there is in that dessert. So there's that. Right. And that was served along with fresh berries. People are calling the menu stereotypically, obnoxiously Canadian and kind of boring. Oh, boring. I'd like to run it by a real chef. I want to get like, I don't know, Wolfgang Puck or Gordon Ramsay or someone yeah. and say, here's a menu I'm considering serving for a dinner party. What do you think? And and I'm not going to tell him that that's what we served the president of the United States when he spent the night with Justin and Sophie. I just want to know what he would think of that in general, because I have a feeling they're not going to love that. Ramsay, by the way, will reply to tweets. That's exactly what you should do, Scott, is you should tweet that at Gordon Ramsay. And say, what do you think of this lineup? Because there's controversy in the culinary world here in Canada. <laughs> what do you think? I guarantee you, he would probably reply back to you. And he would tell you. But I guarantee, but he probably won't like it. <laughs> I have a feeling he won't like it. There's no beef wellington on this menu. No risotto. No risotto. No scallops. Nothing. Get it. Um, if we did that, by the way, if Joe Biden went to visit Doug Ford, what do you think that menu would look like? Do you Tim's think it would change? breakfast sandwiches. <laughs> it's not even smile cookie season, but okay, Biden. My friend. My friend. I Joe. know. I know people, and we got the special, the special pink and blue icing just for you. <laughs> Put a happy face on there. Mm, nom 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 nom. 
The secret is in the sausage, Joe. So they grind it up and then they form it into a patty and it fits perfectly on the bun. Mix it up with some good old-fashioned Canadian cheese and it's great. Um, What's funny is Biden probably wouldn't hate it either. Probably not. He might prefer that over the... Flaxseed cracker? <laughs> and what being hummus. Imagine that. You go over to somebody's house and you had to fly to get to their house. You get there. Hey, long day. We're going to relax here at Rideau Cottage, and we've got half the U.S. Armed Forces and Canadian Armed Forces outside yeah. to protect us. We don't have a care in the world. Let's have some drinks and dinner. What are we having? Well, I've got a flaxseed cracker here for you, Joe. You're probably thinking, get the fuck out of here. What are we doing here? Where's the poutine? Where's the other Canadian shit that I figured you guys would be serving? I wonder if he did go for any of that. I was watching, by the way, I was getting a, I was getting a, a pedicure on Friday, so I was watching the the, new, the live coverage of this, by the way, of him approaching and then meeting up and saying hello and shaking hands and stuff. Sure. Did you watch this where he had to shake the hands of literally like everyone involved? Absolutely. And some of them were fangirling and you could tell we're shaking his hand for far too long. And Joe was just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. He probably forgot their name the second that they said it. No one was worse than Elizabeth May, the leader of the Green Party. I yeah. thought she was going to strip him. Did she give him something? Was she the one that gave him something? She gave him a chocolate bar that was made by... I, I'm going to try and get this right. I believe it was Syrian refugees that emigrated to Canada and opened up a chocolate making business Oh, and gave them a chocolate bar that they had made. Oh, I mean, that's very nice. Was that the time and place for that, though? I guess you have no other chance, right? That's your chance with Joe. That's I, the moment you have, right? I, well, two things. Either that was not appropriate at all and the Secret Service was probably like, what the fuck just <laughs> happened? She pulled that out of her purse and we didn't check I her? Want, yeah, exactly. I wondered that too. They probably had to check it first before they even allowed her to do it. Or did, like you said, did she bypass that part? She's a leader of a Canadian political party. I don't know that it, they go through the same security that everybody else does. I don't I, know either. They, they work there, so I assume they could just walk downstairs and jump in line. Either way, uh, I don't know... He seemed interested because Joe walked away from the chocolate bar and then he was like, where's my fucking chocolate bar? And then he went <laughs> back and got it. it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm assuming he ate it. It certainly comes with a great story. Sure. But I don't know if that was planned in advance. Interesting. Let's move on. The next time you're on the subway or a bus or an airplane, and we've all been in that situation where the person beside you stinks. Uh, yeah. They've got the body odor, the uh, B.O. Worst. This from today's New York Post and the BBC. It's a new study that says getting a nice big whiff of somebody else's body odor helps with your social anxiety. In other words, if you walk into a situation, you're not 100% comfortable. There's a lot of strangers here. Maybe you don't feel comfortable in what you're wearing or whatever. All you need, get a little sniff of somebody's armpit and boom, it'll release your social anxiety by up to 40%. Is that because you're, is that because you, you don't worry about yourself anymore? Like, cause you're like, Oh, I don't want people looking at me. And they're, Oh, that guy stinks. There's no way people are looking at me. There's no way people are worried about me. Cause that guy smells so bad that they got to be thinking about him and the pressure's off me. That's a good way to look I at don't it. Know. They say they went through mindfulness therapy as well, which they say helped a little. Right. That alone cut anxious feelings by about 17% on average. But when they also smelled a stranger's BO, their social anxiety dropped 40%. So more than twice than what therapy alone did. 
it was a small study. They say more research needs to be done. Uh, but they exposed the women to different types of BO for two days. And no matter what kind of sweat it was, they saw the same result. Some of the sweat was taken from people while they watched a funny movie. Others were taken during scary movies. Both types of BO seem to have a calming effect on people. I didn't realize that your body emits a weird BO smell differently for different things that your brain is up to. See, and I would buy that for smells in general of a person, but not a bad smell. You know what I mean? You know, like certain people have scents, right? We've yeah. all walked into a house and you're like, oh, that's what this family smells like, right? Like they just each have a scent. And sometimes it's lovely, but then maybe the person stinks. For me, it's like I could understand that for just the smell of a person, especially a person you know or you love or whatever. I've ne- I've never would have thought that that would be the case for someone who's smelly. I've never once sat beside someone on an airplane who stunk and went, I feel pretty relaxed right now. <laughs> never has that happened. Fun fact. Never. Different smells do different things. That's why aromatherapy is such a big business. Yeah. That's why the essential oils industry continues to do well because people generally just like the scent. B.O. is not necessarily a smell that people love, but if you're immersed in it and it's a natural smell produced by a fellow human, I can kind of see why that might have an interesting effect on your brain. Maybe a new goop candle coming soon. This smells like my B.O. A body odor candle. Because you know people would buy it if you told them it was good for you. There you go, Gwyneth. Have at her. I know you're busy right now, but when you're not busy... (laughs) (laughs) Selena Quinones is a woman in her 30s who lives in Denver, Colorado. She recently made a surprising discovery about her husband, Joseph. They've been married for 17 years. They're related. Oh, no. Another couple that figured out way into their relationship Uh, that they are related. Are they like cousins or what? She's a real estate agent and the mother of their three children. She revealed after submitting their DNA to MyHeritage.com that they found out they share an ancestor eight generations back. Mm. Now, despite being shocked and initially devastated by the revelation, they shared that they've learned to accept and embrace their blood relation. (laughs) She says... I love my cousin. Ew. <laughs> and I wouldn't have it any other way. Why do you have to put it that way, though? Don't say it like that. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. <laughs> she also noted that they have been open with their children about the situation. All of them are healthy despite their shared genetics. Hey, you with the three arms, get over here. I got a story to tell you. <laughs> <Here's>, <laughs> little Johnny Four Eyes. Here's my son, Two Nose. <laughs> oh no if you ever find yourself in shelbyville tennessee cat they just yep they just smashed a guinness world record Mm -hmm. when they created a 518 foot long bar the humble baron whiskey distillery in shelbyville tennessee has now been confirmed by guinness as the bar that is the longest in the world. Hmm. The bar surrounds the indoor stage of the distillery. It features 17 stations that serve crafted cocktails on tap from their local whiskey collection. Humble Barons is capable of accommodating 15,000 guests oh and my hosts. Goodness. Scheduled musical events on its indoor and outdoor stages happen every weekend. There are no shortage of places to stand in this bar. Clearly. 
How long does it take to get a fucking drink? Though? That's the thing. The you, bar is 500 feet long. And you said 17 stations. I assume they're broken up evenly, right? Probably. But how many bartenders? <laughs> 17 bartenders? We've got to have even more than 17 bartenders. For 15,000 people? You need way more. But that's what I mean. Like, there's That doesn't seem like enough spouts. <laughs> doesn't seem like enough. I don't like it. What do you suppose goes through someone's mind when the manager comes in and says, hey, you want to go and wipe down the bar? What? Yeah, imagine that's your job. Come on. Eight hours. We're going to get to the replay of Missed Connections now. This is something that we do every Monday on our radio show. So that's going to come up in just seconds. Before we do, though, I want to get something on your radar here, guys, because I love space shit. I mm. think it's great. Mm-hmm. Space shit's good. If you look up at the sky this week, chances are you're going to see a group of planets on parade. Five planets lining up near the moon this week. Mercury, Jupiter, Venus, Uranus, and Mars, all visible with the naked eye. NASA astronomer Bill Cook says the best time to catch the entire group is tomorrow, Tuesday, right after sunset. And it's only going to last for about half an hour because Mercury and Jupiter are going to dip below the horizon after about 30 minutes. That's cool. Sunset tomorrow, you want to look up. There's a, we had a NASA story in the news this morning. It was more the military. It's a physicist who says that an asteroid that crashed into the Earth back in 2014 needs to be studied. It was the first ever asteroid that we tracked from outside of our solar system, and it hit. They think it hit somewhere around Papua New Guinea. Now, that's not exactly a short distance away. That's a, that's a hell of a journey. Mm-hmm. This guy's been given $1.5 million in funding and the assistance of the U.S. Navy to go to Papua New Guinea to try and track down the fragments of whatever it was that crashed. Now, they say it's a very hard material. They think it's like rock, but rocks on steroids. Or it was made by an intelligent life form from outside of our solar system, and it was a probe. The theory is is that these aliens in space launched this thing specifically to crash into our ocean ocean so that it can probe what's going on here on Earth. It can take water temperature readings. It can take wave samples. They can get all sorts of stuff. So for this person get the funding for this. Yeah. There's got to be some credibility behind this theory. He's put it out there that by his estimation, this is a possibility. So $1.5 million, and he gets the assistance of the armed forces to go and find this thing somewhere near Papua New Guinea. In contrast, we shot something down over Lake Huron, <laughs> and we know exactly where we shot it two months ago and still can't find it. And why are they putting $1.5 million there? This one's fresh. This new thing's fresh. Uh, but that's interesting. Like, to me, that screams they they do believe something's going on there. They don't just willy-nilly hand out $1.5 million. Something's going on. Something's going on. Let me tell you, between all that shit that happened with, oh, we shot something down over Yukon. We shot something down over Lake Huron. It's fine. It's fine. They aren't saying it was a balloon. No. They just said, we haven't found it, and we're going to give up the search. Bullshit. That's bullshit. I think it's bullshit, too, now. Stop lying to us. We've all seen enough videos and phenomenon ourselves with our own eyes in the sky to think something's going on here. And if they're not telling us stuff, that's wrong. They should at least say, hey, listen, we're on something. We don't quite know what it is yet. Mm -hmm. We're going to get back to you as soon as we have answers. But don't lie to us. Don't pretend you can't find it. It's our money that's looking for it or that should be being used to look for it. In contrast, now you've got this thing that crashed over a decade ago that they want to go and dig up off the coast of, uh, what was it, Papua New Guinea, right? Papua New Guinea. 
They want to go and find that now? Yeah. Tell me something's not going on. This is a little strange, isn't it? It's weird. It is. It's weird. It's fishy. Have yourselves a great Monday, everybody. Here is the replay of Missed Connections. We will see you back here tomorrow with another After 9. Bye. Missed Connections. Missed Connections. On the Scott and Cat Show. Hang, hang on a second here. Did nobody dust the piano? Nobody got your memo to dust it? I thought you told. I thought you said you didn't want anyone touching it, though. It is kind of mixed signal when you say, don't touch my piano, but then you... Then you want to clean. Maybe just make it clear. I, I Okay. Only certain people can clean it. Right. It does sound good, though. It sounds great. It sounds, sounds fantastic. Good. Can you hear it fantastic, okay? Fantastic, yeah. Okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Missed Connections. This is where we unite people, or try to, people that have had an encounter in the past. And one person's looking for the other and can't find them, so they told the story online. This first one's a red flag. Um, this happened at a Muse concert recently. If you went to one... Listen up. This is, uh, from what I could tell, a woman looking for a man. You looked like James McAvoy. It was a stunning resemblance. So I kept staring at you. Not 100% certain you weren't James McAvoy. Maybe you like Muse, like me. It's an odd thing to say when someone goes to a concert for that artist. At a Muse concert. I think they might like the band. Celebrities can go to concerts too, right? I think you noticed me staring because you glanced at me a few times. I locked eyes with you at one point and you finally gave me a smile. I said, hello, James. I couldn't tell if you were answering back or not. I didn't get your real name or anything, but I dig you. It would be cool if you let me call you James McAvoy. I don't know if you are James McAvoy or not, but I'm going to call you James McAvoy. <laughs> Does this, I have a feeling that this, I have a feeling this uh, person just walks around in public looking for anyone who looks like James McAvoy. Right. And one of these days, <laughs> she's going to be right. One of these days, she'll find James she, McAvoy. She like a countdown to TIFF every year. Like, please be a James McAvoy movie coming. This is my year. This is it. He's coming. <laughs> I, um... That must be hard if you get recognized as a celebrity from time to time. And I don't know how true to James McAvoy this guy actually looked. but Apparently very, very similar. Maybe he gets this all the time. Maybe this is a first. It sounds like he kind of blew her off, though. Yeah, I don't think he was interested whatsoever. Who? What? No, that's not me. Go away. (laughs) I'm just trying to enjoy the show, lady. (laughs) Stop staring at me. The, 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 The artists are on stage. Look that way. And it would have been really loud too, right? You've got Muse playing. James! James! (laughs) James! I loved you in Unbreakable! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. Uh, The next one is called... I'm going to call you James McAvoy from now on. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Whatever, lady. Uh, The next one is called I'm Not the Bellman. Do we still call them Bellman, by the way? Is that like an... Is that... Great question. Everything has gotten so PC. I'm not sure how to address the person who helps you with your bags at the hotel. (laughs) Okay. This is a guy looking for a woman. This is a crazy story. Oh, where do I begin? You thought I was the Bellman. And I let you believe it. Because you're hot. I stood next to you at the elevator in the lobby. And you said, Bag guy? I think... I said, sure. In that moment, I also regretted wearing a vest. (laughs) Where'd you get the vest? (laughs) I want to know, did it have a name tag on it? Or just like you were wearing a vest and she just assumed? 
Anyone with a vest is a bellman. Standard <laughs> uniform for a bellman includes a vest. I followed you and your friend to your room. I figured eventually I'd just be honest with you that I was there for a conference and I didn't work there, but I choked. You asked a few questions about the hotel. I actually knew a couple of answers, didn't know them all. You rolled your eyes at me a couple of times when I couldn't answer you. This guy's fully into this now. Wow. He's answering questions, he's giving tours, he's carrying bags. Tell me what exactly you asked so I know it's you. Also, I know you said you'd find me later to give me a tip. I only wanted your number. I just couldn't find the words. That's a... Uh, classic line, right? Classic line. Oh, I'll, oh, I'll get you later, you later with the tip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What you, you'll just be in the lobby area, right? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll come down and see you. I'll and then you avoid the lobby for the rest of your trip. See you later, vest guy. I'll find you and I'll throw you some money. How presumptuous to just see somebody in a vest and think, you, come, come. <laughs> my bags. Bags, now. This lady just seems like a real jerk. <laughs> and why is he into this? Well, you have to ask yourself a lot of questions. He followed her right up to their room. He goes <laughs> in room. and puts their suitcases down. He, he was in, he right? Was like All he had to do was drop the line. I don't actually work here. I was just being nice. And you told me the chop, chop, bag, bag, let's go. So I just did it. I mean, that's a great in. What time is the restaurant closed? You don't know the answer. You're useless. <laughs> They'll hire just anybody here these days. <laughs> Wi-Fi password? Can I get extra pillows to my room? I actually hope this guy does find her. And I don't care if they hook up or not. I just want to see the look on her face when he tells her. I don't even work here. <laughs> I don't get paid to put up with your nonsense. I'm just here for a conference. Go ahead. Ask for my manager. Go ahead. Do it. <laughs> Go ahead. Yep. Let's play that game. Oh, that's great. Apple is going to spend $1 billion a year to make movies that will be released in theaters. It'll be fun. Instead of trailers, every movie will start with 30 minutes of terms and conditions. <laughs> now that this school lunch lady in Connecticut has been arrested for sending nude photos and having sex with a 14-year-old, <laughs> that kid has to tell us, what's your secret? Yeah! Uh, I, I couldn't get my school lunch lady to give me extra tater tots. And be careful, lunch lady's idea of protection is wearing a hairnet. The Biden administration is rolling out new rules to require more efficient window air conditioners. Yep, and instead of low, medium, and high, the controls will now be more accurately labeled as low, same but louder, and same but much louder. 